All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. So, um, a lot's happened. Uh, since we last it's been spoke. a week. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. They overturned Roe versus Wade. The country is decaying. Uh, and they've, we're uh, so. Sw- <laughs> they've also ahead, struck but. down uh, a a. Uh, a long-standing uh, law that kind of limits uh, people that can carry outside weapons outside of their homes, which would affect New York, which is horrifying. And and last but not least, um, a recent uh, 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 it was overturned that Miranda rights can be uh, like uh, if a cop violates the Miranda rights. Uh, you can't sue him for for violating the uh, Miranda rights. Uh, there's no Miranda rights violation uh, anymore. The, so you can't sue them if they Fucking just shit. decide to. Like, yeah, if they just decide to. Yeah, we're slowly slipping into a uh, uh, slowly but surely we're slowly slipping into a fascistic state, uh, a fascistic country, and uh, you know, and where where. Are the Democrats? Oh, they're at, they're at they're home, at home. <laughs> <laughs> reading poetry. Oh, fucking shit, man! Did you see Nancy Pelosi read that poem? Oh man! Oh god! It's just like you guys are in power. Do something, anything. What the fuck? How many months did we talk about uh, uh, getting rid of the filibuster and other such measures that would have done something to keep all this horse shit from coming down the pipeline? Yeah. What what do you think is is. Because I was talking to producer of the show, Sabrina, and I did that thing where like I. um, I was talking for too long and then I was just making her anxiety worse. (laughs) Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, but, you know, so so I'm not going to, like, catastrophize or, like, you know, do that kind of shit anymore where, like, I, I am, like, am talking about impending doom. Like, what is the Republicans' endgame? Blah, 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 you know. Um, but what do you think is, like, where do you think this country is going right now with this with this new ruling by the Supreme Court? I think uh, the new ruling of the Supreme Court is uh, basically just trying to appease the ultra-religious right. Uh, the The evangelicals in this country have entirely too much power and influence, and they know they're a dying breed, so they're trying to uh, put measures in place that at least uh, makes an attempt at... Uh, keeping their base empowered somehow, even though the company, the company, uh, that's a different uh, argument. But the country is can, in, goes into an increasingly secular direction um, over the next coming years and decades. 
Um, so they're doing their best to sort of like uh, hedge themselves. But in the meantime, putting these measures in place is going to cause nothing but increased conflict um, with an increasingly polarized uh, country. And it's basically going to bring up conflict with those of us who are not part of the 1%. And uh, while we're down here squabbling um, over things like, you know, being recognized as human and being treated as human, um, the people at the very top are going to continue to consolidate the laws and policies that just let them hoard wealth um, to more and more obscene levels. Like you think, you, you think that what we saw during the pandemic and uh, the the top one percent basically increasing their wealth by over a trillion dollars um, is something obscene. I don't think we've seen anything yet. I think we're going to get to the point where somebody's going to attempt to privatize air. I mean, it, it might sound like hyperbole, but in this day and age, I don't know. It's not too far off. No, you're not. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's not too far off because Nestle is already trying to pop privatize water. Um, and uh, um, I, I think that when you when you misspoke before and you said that they're trying to do what's best for the company and you were like, no, no, no the country. I'm like, no, that's right. You, because <laughs> at this point, at this point, at this juncture, that is my my true belief is that um, all of this is company thinking, right? It's um, it is business time, and right now it's it's a great time to be in business. Like, f- big pharma is going to be raking in the jack, right? The prison industrial complex is going to boom. Mm. Uh, gun sales are going to spike through the roof. They've already been spiking, to tell you the yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to be a banner year for bazillionaires, right? <sighs> they are going to have money coming out. And, and, and rich corporate Democrats, because, you know, the Democrats already I got like three messages on my phone, you know, saying like, if you, th-, you know, the, the fucking Biden campaign sent me a, a message basically saying, if you think that, you know, Roe versus Wade is, is wrong. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm reading this as Marty McFly. Uh, but <laughs> um, if you think this is wrong, Doc, like you have to donate fifteen dollars to the Biden campaign. Cause this shit is heavy, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck off, dude! Oh, You're not Michael shit. J. Fox. Michael J. Fox would never betray my trust this way. Never, ever." <laughs> oh God. Oh jeez. Uh, I mean, but uh, the people who wouldn't betray the trust is. Uh, the very show that you're listening to because I'm Ernesto and I am Pav and together we are the robots versus taxes program on radio free Brooklyn <laughs> and you're damn that's that's that was that was the smooth segue like <laughs> damn dude you should have been wearing a suit <laughs> only in iron so man suit because yeah. that shit is so fucking fucked up that i feel like i've got to you know 
I've got to take on the mission, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, dude, um, it is... I, I don't... I, I have such, like, low hopes now. I have, like, low expectation like i'm in a stupor like i i i ever since the ruling passed uh i have been like tossing and turning and being like trying not to make my mind go there because it's a bad time Hmm. like it's like it's like um like uh you know uh it's 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 still it's that kind of time where you're just trying to look for the warning signs right what are what's going to happen next why are we living in i'm so like i think somebody said it on twitter like they they said it best when they said uh i'm tired of living in unprecedented times oh god that's perfect (laughs) yeah it's It's just uh... yeah uh, it's like uh, um, John Iderola from the Young Turks was like, uh, you know, you, the United States is the only country where you can fall asleep and wake up and your rights have been like the rights that you had before. They're gone. Mm. Um, mm. And and that's where I'm at. That's where my headspace is at. My headspace is at like, OK, there are rallies for Trump where they're basically like, the, I don't know if you saw the video. I think Sean King posted it, but uh, there was a rally for Trump and the lady speaker. I forget what she is. She's some congressperson or whatever. Some talk, some Republican talking head. Uh, she was like, this was a President Trump. This was a, a, a victory for white lives. They said she misspoke, but she just is that I, I don't think that they're afraid anymore of saying the the loud part quietly anymore oh oh yeah no they're they're definitely uh heading toward that shit more and more with the misspeaking those are actually freudian slips um and i actually i feel like within the next handful of years uh we're gonna have republican talking heads just uh just using the old racist terminology and making it mainstream for themselves. I I don't think that it's beyond the pale to say that we'll have a Republican just using the N-word freely during a rally and having them be cheered on because it seems like... um, The thing with extremism is that it never hits a ceiling. Um, There always has to be somebody who ups the controversy. It's like reality TV. It's like it has to get so outrageous in order for you to make any sort of ripple in the pond. And at the point that they are now with our, your Marjorie Taylor Greene and your Lauren Boeberts and your Trumps, that at this point you've got to get cartoonish. I wouldn't be surprised if, if we had um, racist uh, iconography and imagery like blackface at these uh, particular fucking rallies and it being accepted as opposed to it being like, shh, shh, say the, uh, say that part quietly because you know, we, we want to do the dog whistles. It's like no more dog whistles, just trombones at this point. Um, yeah. But when it comes down to the way, the direction that uh, this uh, country slash company is going in, um, like yourself, it is easy to get into 
a a sort of sullen mindset because it's fucking depressing you know it's like it's not it's not extreme to say that women have been turned into second-class citizens as of this past Friday. Um, that's not hyperbole or anything like that. Women simply don't have the same rights as men, and that makes them second-class. And we like to just use the word rights, but this means that they can't get the health care that they need, especially in certain states that don't make any sort of exceptions for women who are raped or who are victims of incest or who are having uh, pregnancies that um, where the embryo uh, embeds itself in the fallopian tube, which is extremely dangerous for a woman. And there are states that have trigger laws that have gone into place that makes no exceptions for any of those, basically putting the woman's life completely uh, at forfeit. Um, and it's enraging and it makes it makes you sad. I was talking to a friend yesterday and it's just like, this weekend I feel extra tired because of the rage that I'm feeling. Um, so what I try to do to lift myself up a little bit, it's difficult, but um, I remember the people who came before us who fought for these rights initially decades ago, who were up against more, who didn't have any particular legal recourse and they set a precedent uh, the, the, uh, that we're trying to hang on to. And it's like, if they could do it and they showed us the example and we have more tools at our disposal, I honestly believe that even though it's going to be a tough fight, um, we're going to win this shit. But I don't want to disregard what we're feeling now because it's real. Wow. Well said. Well said, dude. Yeah, I... That, and that's that's what um, we're approaching, right? The long fight. We're approaching mm. the long fight where we can no longer afford to... Because my, my big fear is that, like, we can talk about, um, you know, how, how we need to gear ourselves up and take to the streets and make our voices heard uh, all the live long day, right? And but the big issue is that the country at large has this habit of like gathering up all their righteous anger and going to protests and, you know, making their voices heard for about a couple of weeks, maybe a couple, maybe a month or two. And then it dies down. It like cools off. And then the mainstream media no longer reports it. And then it's just um it's just swept under the rug and all that fervor, all that, that righteous fervor, that, that ability to try to get things changed just turns into a, Hey, look, we, we changed uh, all Jemima uh, maple syrup to, to, to the paper mill company or whatever the fuck it's called now. Uh, and no more uncle Ben is, isn't that enough? Is it, is that not the price mm. that, that is that not worthy of your time? Is that is that not change? Mm, um, mm. And then I'm just like, God, what the fuck? You know, this is the weirdest fucking country. Uh, <laughs> this is like it, it's so bizarre to me to have these these things happen where it's like we should be like taken to the streets and 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 really like making our voices heard. And I'm not, I don't want to say anything that'll get me in trouble, um, but. Y'all know out there what I'm trying to say. 
Um, and uh, uh, you know, I'm really skating it, skating around <laughs> the. Uh, um, but a, a major change needs to happen, and I think one of the big things is that it happened again, right? Protesters went and went to the houses of the justices. They went to Kavanaugh's house. They went to Clarence Thomas's house, and they're protesting outside their houses. Mm-hmm. And I think at this juncture, you know, a lot of people have have said, hey, that's not right. We shouldn't be doing that. That's not like that's not fair game. Uh, I, I think those days of asking nicely are done ever since January 6th. Mm-hmm. Those days of asking nicely for stuff and like. Being like, oh, maybe we shouldn't protest in front of so-and-so congressman's house. Or, like, protesting in their face in the restaurants. Now, I'm like, you know what? If they never experience a peaceful moment for the rest of their lives, I'm totally fine with that. If they think twice about going outside, um, then they will have experienced a modicum of the fear that a normal, everyday, working American feels because these people these these uh especially the 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 two sex offenders that are on the supreme court right Mm -hmm. they're millionaires right Mm -hmm. they're millionaires they're living the good life um they don't experience the same kind of of uh of fear especially Mm -hmm. that a um that a woman feels um you know uh or you know uh, a femme feels uh, mm-hmm. Knowing that their rights are in jeopardy, um, and and and, uh, and that's another thing is like the the next thing that's on the chopping block mm. is gay right is gay marriage. Basically, Clarence Thomas said again the quiet part out loud when this ruling came down on Friday. He's basically saying, you know, uh, anybody else with uh, cases that you want us to oversee uh, in regards to rights, you know, put them on our table. We'll uh, we'll review them. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but that's basically what he said, which is essentially a call to like, hey, you got a problem with uh, gay marriage? You know, let's take a look at it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the dude uh, tried to overturn interracial marriage, which would be the embodiment of uh, irony. But uh, I he won't be affected by it. it. It wouldn't matter because he's not he's too wealthy to even be considered in that wheelhouse anymore. Absolutely. You know, he, he could he could pass that law like they could overturn Loving versus Virginia and he'll be like, you know, he'll be walking away whistling and then, you know, smoke a cigar and be like, ha, 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 ha. oh, oh, the common folk, oh, yeah. the common folk while he starts raking in more money from like, you uh. know, NRA gun sales and prison industrial complex, you know, um, money. And it's just it's. Like, it's just a business, and that's what pisses me off. I am yelling right now. Uh, I, and I, Rightly so. I am, Rightly like, so. really mad. I'm really so fucking mad. Rightly so. This has been this has been the weekend of rage. It's it, it literally has not left my chest since Friday. I was at work at, when that ruling came down, and I was just like, don't punch the table. Don't punch the table it can be seen as workplace violence but it's it was just it's it's surreal it's traumatizing and it's not as far as i'm concerned it's just not going to stand um 
they they are in for a fucking fight if they think that this sort of thing really makes uh is really going to coalesce their base i think they have another thing coming um of course there are those on the right who are super happy about this i don't doubt that but this is this is a human rights issue this is a uh, a women's health care issue and it affects everybody across the board and i think um, it's going to have some serious consequences at the polls both later this year in 2022 as well as 2024. Um, I believe I even read a story where Trump was quoted as saying like this is <laughs> when this ruling came down I was like this is nothing that's going to help the Republicans um, and that's one of those things that he like like a broken clock um, a person it can be right twice uh, in one day and uh, this is something that crosses party lines. I mean, there are women of middle and lower tier economic uh, stratums on both sides, and they're going to be impacted the most by this ruling. And nobody, nobody can be happy about that. Trump said that? Well, he said uh, it's a story that I read online. Um, he didn't say it anywhere near as uh, descriptive as I did just now. But he he has some modicum of what will help the Republicans and what will uh, hurt the Republicans. And I think on a certain level, he knows that like, oh, boy, uh, I mean, he's still his ears are still ringing from the women's march. Uh, after he <laughs> he got into office where basically women around the world <laughs> marched against him and he's just like oh shit i'm uh, i'm certainly not a a fan amongst the ladies um no matter what he tries to say and i think a lot of that was realized in the 2020 election all the horrible shit that he put out into the world all the horrible things that he said um coalesced and manifested during the 2020 election that's why he and those who support him have had to go to such extreme lengths from voter fraud to italian satellites changing votes uh it's it's they're basically oh, throwing everything yeah, heard about against yeah, the yeah, wall yeah. it's here's and as these january 6 hearings have been going on like this was an actual thing that he had his people investigate. He's just like, oh, I heard Italian satellites change votes. Look into that. And somebody earned their check that week by looking into that shit. You know what? You know what's funny about the whole January 6th thing is that I think the overturning of Roe versus Wade is actually in retaliation to the January 6th thing. Most likely. I think yes. that I, I, I think that they're just like, oh, you want to you want to go after our guy? All right fuck Roe versus Wade, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they'll they'll just be like um uh uh I, and and to think that like, you know, Clarence Thomas and Kavanaugh uh, I I just imagine that when they made that decision, they were like smoking cigars and they were just like ha 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 um you know, it, we're we're going to get away with it. What's going to happen is that, you know, people are going to yeah, yeah, we'll lose a few votes. But we're uh, but we're Supreme Court justices, you know, it'll never affect us. It'll never affect us because we're the we're the ones in power. Right. Mm. They don't have any term limits. Mm. They don't like they could die. They have to die mm -hmm. um, 
like uh, of old age to get out of being in their position of power. And Mm. that's something that I think really needs to be addressed term limits because this is completely ineffective. The, these, these justices are, are out of touch, out of touch Mm -hmm. and corrupt and corrupt. And, and, and I feel like, you know, and I feel like Biden is doing nothing, nothing like do something. And that, you know, he's talking about like, Oh, you know, uh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna expand the court. When, when like, Ugh. but like, buddy, we could have used this several months ago. Like, seriously, you got, you have to do something. Democrats have to do something. We are, we're getting really, really tired of just having to, to deal with this shit. I mean, women, women are going to die from this. There's no other way to paint it. It's not, it's not extremism. These laws are going to kill women and they're on the books. This is grotesque. This is dystopian. Yeah. And I like, I, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm just sick of, of this ineffective strategy that is going on with it because I I know I like I know I, I I must sound like I'm going really hard on the Democrats but it's like they're at the wheel they they've got all the power right now absolutely and they're and they're not doing shit and it's it's infuriating it's infuriating to for them to just throw their hands up and just be like you know what I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna read a poem on air and then ask my constituents for more money. And it's like, are you, ah, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Um, cause it, it's, it's just, it, it, it's a, it's a warning sign. It, this is a clear cut warning sign mm-hmm. it, because they've already broken the seal. Once Roe versus Wade goes, now they're just gonna like, like Hassan Piker tweeted, uh, he said, you know, they're just going to states rights all our our they're going to states rights all of our rights away. Mm. Um, so they're just going to be like, you know, uh, uh, marriage, the Marriage Equality Act out the window. You know, what's next after that? They're going to like what, um, uh, you know, crack down even harder on immigrants uh, and then go after um, Loving versus Virginia, you know. And then it's, uh, and and who knows what the fuck else? It's essentially becoming two different. It's it's codifying what has been two different Americas for decades, if not centuries. Um, that's all it is. Uh, you it, the fact that you can have every human right in one state and cross an imaginary state border and have next to no rights is weird is absolutely to, it's it's hard to wrap the mind around i mean i mean imagine as a woman you know you live in new york which most likely none of your reproductive rights will be uh, impinged upon and then 
you know, you go a few miles south, let's say to Pennsylvania or a few few miles west to another state and not have those same rights, like you might as well be traveling to uh, Afghanistan at this point. Like it's it's um, and I'm talking about Taliban controlled Afghanistan. Like it's it's that extreme as it's going between states right now. It's I. I, I really I would, I, don't know what to say. I would go so far as to turn it. Uh, they're trying to turn uh, the United States into El Salvador because that's the way in El Salvador. That's how it is. The The streets are fucking, you know, they're guns like everywhere. And there's rampant poverty. And there is uh, and, like really strict anti-abortion laws. And the prison systems are the prisons are overflowing. And they have a massive crime problem, and that's oh god, I feel I I hear it again, I hear it again. I'm turning into Jenk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need to uh, I need to scale it back and uh, take it easy. <laughs> I think perhaps we should uh, switch over into into the robot section. Okay. Uh, All right. Because we could, we literally could go, and we will, dear listeners, yeah. go on and on about this because this isn't something that'll be different by next week. Um, it's uh, this we're we're in a, a, a quite a fight here, so we will be talking about this more going forward. I have a prediction. I have a prediction that this is just the new way of life now. That this mm. is just going to be the way things are now going forward, and then the most that we will get is that the Democrats will reinforce protection for women in uh, pro-choice states Mm. only and not for the country at large. Mm. Um, And that's my prediction. Oh, boy. Do you have have any predictions right now on... uh, I don't. I don't. I'm just... It's just such a time of uncertainty... Um, the only thing I can say is that, like, the spirit of fighting against this is hitting is hitting levels that I don't think I've ever experienced in my life. So, um, yeah, so there's that. But let's uh, let's switch gears here um, okay. <laughs> and get off the gate and and redirect the rage hall <laughs> to <laughs> to uh, uh, some different shit because um the the mediums that we so love are not exempt from fucked up shit that uh you know gets our ire up and i'm i'm going to point first to uh what was a fantastic disney plus series but it's based off of an, an actual comic series that has had hit or misses and boy this past week was there a miss uh, because they did what if Miles Morales gained the powers of Thor and uh, at first I thought holy shit that sounds fucking cool you know and uh, then I saw some panels and I started yeah. reading people's reaction off of the internet and I was just like holy shit how the hell did this get greenlit it was the quickest. It was the quickest drop off that I've ever seen. Because when I saw that, 
when I saw that panel of like, you know, uh, it, it's like, I don't know. I think it's a splash page of just like Miles Morales catching Mjolnir and, you know, it's got a little graffiti on it mm. and, you know, he's got the blonde locks and I'm like, this looks cool. I didn't know I wanted this. <laughs> and then it, I, I had the same reaction to you because like it, I, it almost happened in real time where people were like, no, this isn't as cool as you might think if you actually read the book. And then like, I'm like, you know, my smile slowly starts <laughs> to fade. And and a, like the the shadows of my Venetian blinds, I, I just it's it's like I fucking turn into fucking Skinner when he has those Vietnam flashbacks, and he's uh, trying to get the noodle recipe right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, or he's remembering Valentine's Day when his buddy Johnny got shot. Um, just. Uh, like my I couldn't I'm on the same boat as you man I just couldn't believe that this got greenlit and it's it is really fucked up like it is like come on really like they 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 made Asgard like oh now it's a it's an urban city environment it's like the ghetto yeah it's like he basically said it's my hood. Um, when he caught the when he caught Mjolnir, he said it's hammer time. Which, in the context of all this other shit, was just like, oh, somebody wasn't even trying to make him like an actual person. It was just like, hey, let's go with stereotypes. People will dig it, you know. Um, with with some with some more consciousness, with some more. Um, let's say skill like writing skill this actually could have been cool like a reimagining of the of the borough of brooklyn into an asgardian cuz whenever asgard is depicted it's almost like a paradise you know this high technological bordering on magic paradise and to take brooklyn if you were to take brooklyn and take its rich tapestry and apply it to that level it could have really really said something it's it, it could have like you know with a wink at the reader been like hey we kind of have the potential for this paradise on earth already if only for a few tweaks because brooklyn is so diverse and so rich in culture but instead it's just like oh it's the hood oh you know somebody scratch a record you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah boy you know it's like <laughs> yo fucking sprite you know <laughs> oh shit <laughs> somebody called drake <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> you know that piece of shit released a crap album just like a week ago and like I just I couldn't, dude. This this album is so fucking bad. All right. Anyway. All right. Anyway. <laughs> stop. 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 All right. No more Drake hate because I feel like if I say his name enough times, like his his music will magically appear into the song of the week, and then <laughs> oh, I'll God. just be like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um, 
so um so yeah it, it is it uh, I, i'm just like could they find no like this this smacks of of white riders like mm. did they find the same white rider as like bullworth like that movie <laughs> with uh, uh what other fucking shit um i don't even know uh, malibu's most wanted the writers of get hard oh my god you know god. just like i'm i'm not like trying to list off all the most insulting comedies that ever came out um <sighs> i mean since like, the out- seriously since the outrage has sparked up um uh, what's his name? Uh, I believe the writer slash director of this particular issue, his last name is Mercado. Um, he he apologized, but not apologized. Um, I, I'm hoping that Marvel is taking a serious look at it and realizing that the audience is far more intelligent now and we demand something good not a stereotype nobody nobody in 2022 who has even half a brain is satisfied by shit like this and won't call it out i mean first of all the public has a much bigger voice to talk about this now uh, in regards to twitter and social media and nobody's gonna buy this shit and marvel i don't expect them to be on a moral high horse but they are concerned about the bottom line and people are speaking with their wallets a lot more. Um, I just don't understand how it could be so uh, disconnected, like on the comic side, to put out something like this, and then on the other side, put out something so beautiful as Miss Marvel. Have you been watching that series? Yes, I fucking love Miss Marvel. Um, I, th- I think it might be my favorite Marvel series. It's like whenever I watch it, it's more than just fun to watch. I feel like I'm in it. If, it, yeah. if that isn't weird to say, you know? Yeah, it's, it is, it, I, I think it's one of the most dynamic show, like of the Marvel shows that I've ever seen, because it does have a, a, a it's colorful and mm. like uh, the, like they have, they've actually stopped doing the whole like washed out colors a lot. Like the colors really pop on this fucking show. Yes. And like they're doing a lot of camera moves and like interesting things with like the characters and like the uh, dude, there were the, the, I think that it was the first episode where the father tries to dress up as the Hulk and tries to, <laughs> and he's, he tries to relate to meet Kamala and uh, uh, like her, like, Hey, I know you want to go to comic con, like I'll go with you. I'll dress as the Hulk. We'll go as the Hulk together. <laughs> and she's like, "No, Dad, come on. You're that's so embarrassing." I I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like we know that these is, people. We know these yeah, people. Know. You know? Oh man, dude, that was such a great moment. Um, I love I love Ms. Marvel. Like this, like this Mar- Marvel. It's Marvel, man. Like. You guys gave Ta-Nehisi Coates Black Panther, you know, mm. uh, like you you're capable of of really like making the authenticity of a character's, you know, ethnicity, culture and color true, true to form. You mm. like you know this. Why would you stoop to the level of mid 80s theatrics of yeah. like, you know, 
of like, uh, oh no, Iron Man might say the N word in this issue. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> why would you? Have you seen that? There was like a there was a comic like back in the in the mid eighties or like early nineties. I don't I don't know, but it's like the whole time uh, Iron Man is threatening to say the N word. I'm like, what? That dude? What the fuck is this? Oh. I'll I'll send it to you after the show's over. Oh my god! Um, and then they're just like, oh, you know, um, like a lot of comic fans were like, oh, this kind of shit falls through the cracks sometimes. And I'm like, this shouldn't just like this should like I get it. It's the it's the mid '80s or like the early '90s where it was like you know everybody was trying to go into shock value. But come on, seriously, what uh, are we doing here? Oh my god! Like there's. There are writers who can do so much better than this. You don't have to rely on shock value. And, and speaking speaking of shock value, something that just came up on my radar this week in a much more prevalent way, again, because of controversy, it's been that kind of week. Um, there is a fan film called Spider-Man Lotus uh, that recently uh, jumped on the radar because its main star and the director... Uh, again, since the internet always comes with receipts, uh, have been exposed as tweeting in their past uh, very racist comments. Um, and <laughs> here's the thing I don't understand. Um, when when white guys do this in their youth, right, Um they they often think that this sort of thing isn't going to have consequences like it's still again the 1980s like if you were to just write this down on a piece of paper and send it on a postcard to your friend maybe it has a a chance of being lost to time but you know twitter <laughs> twitter archives everything like people can do searches like google google's an amazing tool and for it to come up just as you're on the cusp of real success, because I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Spider-Man Lotus, but for a fan film, pretty high production value. Um, it doesn't quite reach the level of any sort of Marvel film, but it's just like, wow, this is pretty impressive for a fan film. Um, and to admire your project, uh, which looks like it for a fan film costs a substantial amount uh, without addressing your past, to think that you are exempt from that is just so unbelievably short-sighted. Uh, have you been doing any sort of like digging into this whole controversy? I, honestly, I, I heard about it, um, and I think I saw the trailer for it. I think, is it the one where Spider-Man is swinging off the, uh, the Brooklyn Bridge? I think night? that shot might have been in there, yes. Yeah, um... Yeah, I, I, I've seen it. I've, I've seen the trailer, mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, this doesn't look half bad. And then I read the news, and I was like, holy shit. Like, oh, come on, man. Like, Spidey's good name has to be tarnished by this fucking crazy <laughs> shit. Like, I expect this kind of shit from The Flash, right? But not Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh the the main star and the director have come out with um you know apologies which i gotta say 
uh, hopefully I don't regret this later. There's a modicum of the apology that seems somewhat sincere. Uh, but at the same time, I don't give them a pass because they say things like, you know, I said this at a time when I was younger and I was dumb and I didn't know any better. And going forward, um, I recognize that this is not the thing to say and I'm going to work to change things. And, you know, when a person uh, says something like that, I, I you have to make a, well, I'm all, I'll only speak for myself. You have to make a certain amount of room for growth and you know teenagers just saying stupid shit or young people saying stupid shit but on the other hand um it's not like racism is new you know it's not like racism just sprouted up over the last five years people have known for a long time that using certain words is wrong um and for especially young white guys to keep making this mistake over and over and over again it speaks to something in the white family unit. I don't know if there perhaps aren't enough fathers in the household or something along those lines uh, <laughs> teaching these lessons. But it's like, why is it that these mistakes uh, keep getting repeated from generation to generation to generation? It speaks to something in and, and I'm not being trying to be funny here. It speaks to something in white culture that this is able to fester in a certain way and still echo through time because it's not like we see in our society people uh, advocating on mass on the internet as well as other uh, mediums for like child labor or uh, or using leeches to treat uh, medical ailments you know it's it's this is one of those things that just keeps on persisting and we can't just say we can't chalk it up to ignorance. We have too much knowledge at this point. I completely agree with you. Uh, also, when did the leech issue not become like is did we do away with the leech stuff? <laughs> well, uh, in some circles, it's reemerged. Uh, but okay. I think generally no, I'm, speaking... I'm speaking for. Yeah, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Don't put leeches on your butt. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay. That's because, uh, you know, this past weekend, you know, uh, 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 it's been a, like, it's been one of those weekends and, you know, uh, Sabrina went to Staten Island to chill with her family and, and, you know, I was doing what's called the slow carotene and which involves. Oh my in a God. <laughs> an intense high <laughs> oh my god oh jeez, dude i mean I'd like look man it's been a really rough rough like just you know you know we talked about the whole first half of the show it's rough rough week and uh you know need a little something to take the edge off oh you know? don't kink shame me i'm not kink shaming but <laughs> Oh, man, we got to get you out of the house. Oh, <laughs> fucking shit. Okay. Um, speaking of fucking bizarre sex acts, the boys. Um, Ooh, wee. 
Yowza. Herogasm, I think, is probably one of the quintessential episodes that will go down in uh, pop culture history because, wow. Uh, we've all a lot of back of ball shots. <laughs> we've all imagined it. We've all imagined it. But the boys, they were just like, we're going to fucking do it. Amazon has our backs, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Even at the at the top of the episode, they were they let they let loose that warning sign where they were just like, you know, we know nobody really should be into this. Viewer <laughs> discretion is advised. I gotta say that I had to rewind and watch that uh, warning again because I was just like, I don't think they've done this with any other episode. And they're just like, some of the content in this episode shouldn't be viewed by some. All right, let's be honest, by anyone. Uh, <laughs> we just want to let you know, everybody who's doing foul shit in this episode is of legal age and they're consenting. Uh, so, you know, just just relax. Uh, this is going to be fucked up. <laughs> so, <laughs> scared me oh, a little. Man. <laughs> yeah, it did. Just like, you know. M.M. got it the worst, man. Oh. He was just like, at first it was like, all right, you got like lady cum all over his jacket. I was like, that happens. And then, but he got, <laughs> then he opened the door and just got like what I can only describe as a scary movie style load to the face and body that was uh, truly grotesque. <laughs> he... He got straight up bukkakied, like, and here's the thing, they they lingered on it, and um, both both my compliments and curses to the CGI artists who made that the viscosity absolutely like top level. Like I was just like, like this dude got cummed on, like he got buckets, literally buckets of cum. On him. I felt like I could smell it. <laughs> it was so gross. Uh, there were so many ass, like asshole shots. Oh I was my like, god! Is this really? Is this real? I can't believe I'm saying this. You know, as a purveyor of fine pornography, but like, <laughs> let's let's slow it down. You know, dude. Uh, as I'm, I'm a connoisseur, but like, let's let's pull it back a little. I. <laughs> Dude, the shot where the uh, the fireworks twins, uh, apparently the male was into um, putting hidden cameras in bathrooms and toilets. And when his sister uh, or whoever started getting oh. on him about that and she played the video that he recorded on their big screen TV. First of all, that was not CGI. That was a video that they recorded and so which means that they had to hire somebody to model for that shot and i'm just wondering uh, uh, the casting director like (laughs) when the when the when the file came down it's just like we need a guy of uh we need you to find a dick and ball model uh for this particular shot (laughs) uh because this is amazon and we're into production quality uh like what was that process what's the audition policy for that sort of thing is it a special kind of headshot 
do you have live people come in and just uh, splay it out there? And they're just like you. You've got the it factor. The yeah. way the way your balls wrinkle at this particular life. I'm just perhaps I'm asking too many questions. You've got a taint made for TV. <laughs> You've got what it taints. <laughs> you got what it taints. Oh. Woo! Oh man. Ugh, and gross. I'm thinking there's somebody out there right now, right? Who was sitting around the couch with their friend and it's just like, I'm in this episode and I want you to guess what scene I'm in. You know? You know one of his friends got it. It's like, oh shit, that's you on the boat. Like, How would you know that, Todd? Uh dives out the window <laughs> but uh yeah besides the 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 gratuitous uh super sex um man this really is is reaching like an apex like they almost killed highlander yeah uh they killed the highlander <laughs> <laughs> sorry it'd be cool if they, sorry if homelander. they killed a highlander <laughs> it would be cool if they killed a, if they killed the highlander <laughs> the highlander just dies in this episode i meant <laughs> i meant homelander sorry i'm a little no, know, i'm a little know, drunk on wine but uh no, no, it's all homelander right, man. Hey. i was so yelling at the screen i was just like do it do it <laughs> do it <laughs> oh we didn't even touch on kenobi um, oh, that's going to be for I, next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you for a minute review um, of that because I, ha I I definitely have my thoughts on it. This has been an action packed episode. Uh, but uh, like, you know, just going back to the boys really quick. Um, I couldn't believe that they almost killed Homelander. I am really looking forward to him explaining how he got a shiner. Because I mean, like that—that's a clear sign, you know, that they made a god. They made a god to bleed. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, can you do uh, what? What were your quick one-minute thoughts on Kenobi? Uh, on Kenobi, I enjoyed the whole series. I felt that the acting was phenomenal. They uh, they gave us just the right amount of throwbacks to the original trilogy that explains and sort of fills out a lot of things and scenarios and sayings. And I felt that this final match uh, in that in the sixth episode between Vader and Kenobi was just chef's kiss. Um, I was I was so satisfied by that. The, yeah, the end for me, uh, the the dialogue between Kenobi and and Vader slash Anakin uh, was the best. Uh, it was was top tier Star Wars for me, um, and I think that's where we should cap it. <laughs> Let me to ask you a continued. quick question, though. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you think Reva will be in Jedi Survivor? Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, from both of us here, I'm Pav. And I'm E. And together we are the Robots vs. Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. While you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week.
I can remember when we walked together Sharing a love I thought would last forever Moonlight to show the way so we can follow Waiting inside her eyes was my tomorrow Then something changed her mind Her kisses told me I had no loving arms to hold me Every day I wake up, then I start to break up Lonely as a man without love Every day I start out, then I cry my heart out Lonely as a man Cannot face this world that's falling down on me. So if you see my girl, please send her home to me. Tell her about my heart that's slowly dying. Say I can't stop myself. 